are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the gladiators hopple Marty with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Dead. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. And let's not forget some of the idiots playing rugby league. Chris Gale, Dennis Carnahan, good morning. How are you both? Well, I'm very well, and I'm so excited to be here, Stephen. Fantastic in the flesh. Uh, you have another song for us today, I believe. Always. Always, fantastic. Except for last week. <clears throat> uh, do we ever get the jump on the ABC? Oh, you will. I will. Uh, we yeah, will. will. Okay. Uh, Chris, can you hear the, the, the bells pealing in the city of Adelaide, the city of churches? Is it ringing something? Is it exciting you, as that intro would suggest? I'm assuming in the modern world that they're not bells that are rung, that they're taped a little bit like the cowbell down at the Melbourne Storm. So that makes sense to me because mm. I want to say in terms of being fired up, it's origin. I'm, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm fired up though. Ah, Dennis, how about yourself? Oh, I'm always intrigued. But uh, yeah, it just, uh, look, I'm, as, as you well know, I'm a Canberra boy. I'm a child of the Federation. This interstate <laughs> nonsense is, is beneath me. And so I'll just watch yeah. as a casual. Just think, You're just lucky these, to be there as far as I'm concerned. colonials, basically, these colonists, seeing them go at each other. And f- but their, their day is done. They right. really should just be a Federation. That's that, an interesting the perspective, uh, Dennis. I've not, never not heard that point of view and, before. And it's just occurred to me why I'm not as fired up about Origin. Because yeah. we've actually got someone playing an Appy Coruscant, and I'm genuinely concerned about it getting hurt. Generally, year after year, there are no Tigers involved. No. So uh, I can... How long since you've made the semis? <laughs> well, How many Canberrans are in either team? Uh, well, there's one missing from um, Queensland, Corey Horsburgh, right. who should be playing. And right. my goodness, I met Corey Horsburgh <laughs> on Sunday night. And I was talking to him and he said, G'day, my name's Corey. And, and all Dennis, that came out arousal? of arousal? All that came, Oh, way over the top. The arousal, the performance was very depleted. Uh-oh. All that came out of me was... In my head, it was, oh, my God, Corey, I love you so much. Thank you so much for what you bring to the team. Thank you for your father's pineapple shirt and moustache. Thank you for that. I wanted to beat – I wanted to fight Vince Sorrenti when was he the was laughing at you. the look on his face then? Oh, he was loving it. But, but what actually came out was uh, – uh, <laughs> that was it. Are you really like that in the company of – uh, first grade rugby I have players. never had it before I couldn't speak I was like that I've, English commentator watching the head high I can't speak I feel like they're just peers to me 
Now, Dennis, when you when you do do, do the games with the ABC as an audio exponent technician, technician, um, I don't. I believe you're not going down to Adelaide. It's a state jurisdiction, so that that's another one of those sort of. Well, kind of the, the head organizer is in Adelaide. She's not giving that up for no one. No. <laughs> When you are at the game, though, you are in one of the boxes high above the ground. Do you actually yes. get down to backstage arena, to the dressing rooms, etc.? Well, I went down on Saturday night. Yeah. I was invited down. <laughs> um, but it's actually the first time I've been in a Raiders dressing room since the preliminary final in 2019. So that was the first time the Raiders have played at, at what Gene Simmons this morning called Acorn Stadium. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Kiss coming back, Chris. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be speaking all about that. I am going to be at Defected Malta. I will miss... The final curtain at Acorn. Final ever Kiss Australian show, which uh, mirrors the farewell tour that I was saw back in the year 2000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Says it all, Chris. Where will you be? Uh, Defected, Defected Malta. Malta. I don't know what Defected that means. Defected the party thing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, music festival. You've done that before. No, you've done Croatia. Croatia. Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, we do have a very broad church of knowledge here. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I haven't been in a dressing shed because of COVID. Yeah. So this is the first time in, in the real backstage. Yeah. And how's the atmosphere down at Canberra in the sheds? Well, it was vastly relieved after they'd all spoken with Corey Hattawitanaita. Yes. Because that was a very odd event. Yeah. But um, they, were, they were clearly read. Yeah. And they were pretty happy to get the win. And again, astonished when you get up to players up close and go, oh my God, they're so big. The little ones are huge. Yeah, I, I think Volandis and, and um, Abdo have missed a golden opportunity for tourism dollars. Like I have been back backstage, so to speak, watching them wander into the dressing rooms and into the showers and wherever they go, you know, <laughs> ice buckets, you know, they, things. With just their swimmers on. Yep. That's what they do. And mm. you go, my God, these guys are huge. You don't realise how huge they are out in this. Because they're all the huge. Ones. And they should sell tourist travel packages. Go backstage. And look at it. And, and look, just, just, look just at have them. a glass Just stand back and just look at it. What they've designed, <laughs> Western Sydney Stadium, what do you call that one? Uh, Combank. Combank. They've designed that with... There's that Access. glass race so the yeah. players can come through and that, that you can pay lots more money to go in there. You'd think they should have tourist buses well. going in there with that, a drink. Yeah. That scenario you just described had about four punchlines from a carry-on movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that is, of course, the last... People talk about Andrew Eddingshausen's contribution to the game. His lasting contribution to the game is the Speedos in the showers. Right? Uh, there wasn't Speedos, though. That was the issue. Oh, that's that was, it, yeah, yeah. oh they, yeah. Weren't, they weren't local. He was snapped. No, no, no. He was snapped... Uh, Al fresco, <laughs> but it was tastefully and artfully yeah. lit, and, and he sued um, said photographic journal, I believe. For, yes, he did, and so that now leads to the greater modesty. Remember the old days when they all used to give interviews in the bar, right? Yeah, oh, gosh, I miss that. Uh, was it ET who also was running on the beach with Tina? Yes, yes he was definitely yeah. there. And what what was our fellow fire up um, member uh, Ben Elias comment about uh, Tina when he met her and was. Uh, Involved in the filming? So there's been so much talk about, you know, Tina's campaigns and, and everyone remembers The Best, which the song is actually called The Best. The Best, yes. And I was... There's no simply. simply. I thought it was you, simple. you put in simply, nothing comes up. But what you get is what you see. Was oh, the, was that's the, first, the best one, the candy the campaign, Which is famously now, they're all talking about the anecdotes with... Yeah. E.T. not being there and, of course, just Cliffy Lyons and Gavin the, Miller. The beautiful Gavin Miller. And that one was the only part of that ad where the players were actually in the company of Tina. But once we got to the best, they're yeah. doing all these sorts of shots. And Twickenham, weren't they? Yes. Uh, well, no, that was the original one. The original, the original right. one. The best, they're all, she's on top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. down at the beach. That footage, if, please, if you haven't seen go re-look at uh, uh, Tina in the sort of the white denim yeah. suit, uh, dancing on top of the bridge, the bridge with no harness. Heels. 
Yeah, with zero. And, and you might have noticed, I've noticed with Scorn, of course, that they're using uh, one of the local you know, celebrity chefs up there in the pylon. Doesn't doesn't cut it the, at all. Get out and dance. But Benny said because um, he thought you know we're league players, we're a bit of a big story around town. But his comment was when they walked into the presence of Tender to do the shoot. We weren't a pimple on the arse of stardom. No, no. And, when she and walked into the room, that phone is, is still on because we were trying pimple? to get you, Dennis. <laughs> well, that's not me. I'm here. Do we know how much impact that, uh, because of Tina's international fame, how much it brought attention to Australia and particularly rugby league elsewhere as opposed to here? <laughs> yes, we do. Absolutely zero. 100%. <laughs> that's what it brought. Because <laughs> yeah. there was a documentary on telly the night. They only played the best over the credits at the end. They didn't even mention the rugby league. And they kind yeah. of bang on about it had this big international impact. Well, why? Why are Abdo and Volandis over there going cap in hand to yeah. Vegas? Hello, hello. <laughs> and why is it that the, the musical about her life doesn't involve rugby league? Why is there not a tie-in Does between? It not? I've not seen her, it. I, I, I'm waiting for the call, the yeah. bridge between the Tina Turner yeah. musical and yeah. rugby league the musical. Well, to, Where yeah, is it? Well, exactly. go to the producers. We proposed to Don Walker, and I mean, it feels somewhat quixotically. And now. did he say yes? We, did no, he say we, I do? No. Did you, were you cap? Were you down on your knee with the ring? We were like, talking about a flame tree is the best crossover, and he said no oh. way. But why can't there be a Tina? And rugby league, the musical crossover. Well, the the, the closest came was when I did the song about um, friend of the show Michael Ennis, as to the tune of, and it was the, the punchline was simply a pest. because yeah. he's not a grub at all; he's just no, a pest. pest. Yeah. So that was the that's the closest. Quite a thoughtful been. pest too. A oh, wonderful pest. <laughs> did, did, did you like his comment in the uh, Parramatta game uh, with Gutherson and Moses blowing up at the referee? And he goes, "They're like European soccer players," and <laughs> and uh, hit a match. Yeah, I don't know. That that sort of somehow feels sort of pan racist as a comment. Um, also, it's football, Michael. But you know, let's not let's not split hairs. Let's have a, a few observations in the lead up to the State of Origin number one. I wish to say, I am. What is that? Tomorrow night. I am very excited given the, the, the status of my, my team at the moment. So happy for Ben Hunt to wander off and have some fun and refresh himself and come back and lead the team to ben a Hunt, charge who's, who's the now, like The most famous thing now at Ben Hunt is that he's the only player to captain a team to a magnificent victory only to see the team then and drop then to the, bottom, to the, of the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ecstasy of losing. I was, we were talking all about how great I felt that night and then I went, oh, we're at the very bottom. Well, he was the same. And he was <laughs> the same, yeah. Little I realised that you might get to 66. <laughs> wow. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. A couple of little observations. Um, first of all, um, anything on, on... Well, first of all, Freddie Fittler. I mean, you know, he's up to his usual tricks. He's very he's stylish. Very stylish. And Wonderful reports buttocks. this week that he's actually not very nice off camera. Really? Serious, competitive. Yeah. Have you, have you struck that? What I've discovered with particularly him and um, Andrew Joey Johns yeah. is that... Channel 9 gets these wonderful catering platters yes. backstage and there's you know, a table bigger than this covered in all manner of canapes and yeah. lats, tongues and things, all sorts of exotic things. But Joey and Freddie always find their way into the ABC box to get the party pies. Do they? Oh, Do yeah. they? Yeah, Love yeah. the party no, pies. I don't mean he's not terribly nice. I mean, he's serious. It's all business. It's competitive. He wants to win. Oh, he's, he's so- a nut. Yeah. He's certainly a nut. And he's certainly off with the fairies. And, he's, so? and he also... <laughs> Um, he had. I saw him having a conversation with Johnny Gibbs, and Johnny Gibbs loves telling a story, and Freddie Fittler loves hearing a story. Yeah. And Johnny Gibbs was telling the story about a a man sitting at the headland at Manly who keeps getting arrested because he likes to meditate in the raw, right. in in the natural state, in public, in public. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. keeps getting arrested, and Johnny was telling Tell me the story, story again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Freddie was doing that. His final question, as Johnny's telling the story for the third time, as yeah. he's eating a party pie, right. is um, how was the morning? <laughs> <laughs> How was the Morton? 
<laughs> that was that was Freddie's question. So they do things weirdly north of the bridge, you know. Oh, they do. At Coogee, it's just take the shoes off and walk on the grass again, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you've noticed about Freddie and the team? Well, it, contract extension. Yeah. And like he always gives off this uh, appearance of, look, the chips will fall where they may. The boys are giving their best. It's how they play, not whether they win or lose. Well, it really matters this year because if they win, he gets the contract extension. Otherwise, this could be it. That the irony of one Channel 9 Sunday 40 show panellists bringing about the demise of another, yeah. and Billy Slater could actually end Freddie's current employee, yeah. and they won't, they won't be able to make that desk wide enough to keep them apart yeah. of the Blues lose, I think. It is an unusual workplace. It's, it's like having Dutton <laughs> and Alba every bloody week, every night, talking in the same desk. Who was it? Was it uh, Christopher Payne, Payne and yep. Alba that used yep. to do the double act on the, the channel? Oh, well, and, and, I'm a fixer. And is this, a, is this an opportunity to say, go well, David Kosh? Not that I ever watched an episode. Yeah. It's uh. a quite a tenure. Yeah, it is at 20 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost as long as you and FBI. The like of, well, that's right. Nearly 20 <laughs> years this year. <laughs> um, so what about, uh, what about the Fox, hey? He's iced his ankles to the, to the fucking max, he said. He's fallen asleep <laughs> with ice on his ankles every night. No booze. Well, he's had the, he ha- the tightrope surgery for syndesmosis. Tightrope surgery? Explain, please. <laughs> um, well, you know the syndesmosis, of course. The yes. syndesmosis. The ankle which snaps, is a, right? It's the, joint, snaps. it's the joint between the tibia and the fibula. Right. And there's, it's bound. There's a, there's a, a group of um, tendons? You know, tendons that yeah. bind it, or it's mm. cartilage that binds it together. And that's called syndesmosis. It means we woven. Right. So it's a, it's a binding. You have a syndesmosis yeah. joint in your between, like at your wrist. Yeah. When there's two bones that don't move together, that's it. So that right. joint gets pulled apart. It's kind of like expanding in a piano accordion. There's right? a song in that. And it doesn't come back. Yeah, there's, yeah. And he was given minimum six weeks. He did it in, what, two days? Well, it was supposed to be eight weeks to eight get weeks, the surgery. And he's come back. There was yeah. no you know, NRL physio, who yeah. I'm sure is a friend to fire up. We wish. I um, mean, he lost his foot, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's and his artificial knee. foot. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the sacrifice you make it in of order course to it is, yeah, get, get back on the field. Yeah, yeah. It's a miracle that yeah. he's back. And he, and, he, and he said there was no there was no charging until five thirty a.m. on the grog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realise they did that every night. <laughs> charging, charging. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. that's the storm's way because that's what Brandon Smith revealed. Yes, right? Well, right? Right. they love to get on the grog. But he's all he's all business. The fox and uh, I you know, can I talk footy just for one moment? You can. Like, I was out at Origin 1 last year when Queensland defeated New South Wales at Acorn Stadium. And uh, Gagai or Holmes went in and they put up the graphics of Origin try scorers and there were Gagai and Holmes. And there was the Fox. Like, he's only a try off the New South Wales record in half the games. And I go, that's why he should be playing and he wasn't. Mm. And I think that he is playing as a plus for the Blues in a way that Gagai not playing is also a plus for the Blues. Yes. How much do you think revenge plays a part? Because we've been hearing about the the, the, the big Tino and the revenge on oh. the Blues upsetting the Queenslanders last year. Now this year we've got the the aroused cattle dogs, yeah, the, the big three. Who are they, Chris? Hudson Young. Yeah. Uh, you've got Tavita Pangai Jr. Yeah. And Liam Martin. And and be prepared to be Pangai. Exactly. And the great thing is, is that you've got to bring in guys. To, to have revenge for incidents that they were n- not involved in and not even in the team. <laughs> I know. Because they're really, really fired up about that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, more, There was the players that didn't come in. That was Freddie's concern. That there was all these players on the yes, field. That Matt yeah. Burton, who's no, who's also hasn't been, isn't playing, so he's not out for revenge because he's not going to be there. But he's now there. He is now there, yeah. is he? Because yes. of the potential wisdom tooth of Nathan Cleary. <laughs> so Which, he's, what he's a, now at number 18. He's number 19. 19. <laughs> because Crichton's 18. Oh he's God. gone into 17. Now he's they're 18. They're all great. Yeah. The potential <laughs> the wisdom critter. tooth. Yeah. And... and you could see Nico Hines at halfback and Burton onto the bench because, and you know, as people have 
a pine. Well, what did you say about Nathan Cleary when he went to the dentist with the impact of wisdom to? Well, the truth about the truth is Danny Widler called it, and it's a great story. And everybody just freaked out when they first saw him in the morning. So, Jesus, could your face get any bigger anywhere? <laughs> well, I think this. I thought this, it was already. This has been a problem since he was about eight years old. That's oh, why the, the, the jaw that. coming out forward yes. is because the impact. <laughs> the, the teeth are so impacted. Wow. So when he has them root, his jaw's going to recede back in. He's yeah. going to look So this quite, is it. The reason why we could potentially lose origin is because no dentist would take it on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> going into that jaw, you can imagine the, the dentist taking one look at this guy and going, first of all, I can't see any difference between <laughs> before and after. Oh, the tooth. And he goes, uh, nurse, clear my schedule for the rest of the day. You know? Isn't that a byproduct of certain sort of supplements? Oh, come on now. So, come on. No, 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 it's, no. It's, no, it's no, genetic. No. It's genetic. Yeah. It's in his parents as well. Yeah. Though, right. though I keep saying you look at Ivan and you mm. put him next to Nathan, I don't see any resemblance. No. Of things, a couple of comments of note. Uh, Gal was reminded that he was paid, but he would have done it for free. That Queensland has had two heads. <laughs> Stirred him wow. up big time, apparently. <laughs> There's nothing Gal will, will say unless he gets paid for it. Is that right? <laughs> and if he's paid for it, he'll say anything. <laughs> Benny Hunt says you need to keep your head on a swivel. I guess meaning they're coming at you every which way? Well, because you got you know two swivels, obviously. Two what? Two swivels. Two swivels. One for each. <laughs> if you're a Queenslander. And I, and I keep going. He, he, I don't need to swivel at all. One front, one back. Hedge played a big part in all this. You might remember Freddie when he was briefly and somewhat unsuccessfully coach of the Sydney Roosters. He did that ad which concluded with the boys, and he go heads on. Boys, ready? Heads on, let's go. Whatever that means. <laughs> what? And <laughs> and we've obviously got uh, all sorts of head issues here. And Billy Slater, of course, has really brought it in the conversation because he keeps saying my head is where my feet are. Yeah. And right now my feet are in Radelaide in the yeah. city of churches. So I- is he talking about hamstring flexibility? He's concerned about his own, you know, he doesn't want to tear his hands. He's always stretching, getting his foot. Which Stephen, is pretty impressive. Stephen thought he was doing a Les Patterson routine. <laughs> <laughs> about, you know, ankles behind the ears. <laughs> you know that joke? You see it coming. <laughs> It's still funny, is it? <laughs> yes, it is. Can I make w- one observation yeah. about what happens if New South Wales loses and why that is? And it won't be because they were over aroused. And I did correct myself; it was the U arousal, inverted U, not inverted. Thank T you, Dennis. It won't be because of the absence of Latrell Mitchell slash uh, Nathan Cleary, whoever else pulls out on game day. No. The reason it won't be out the tooth. No, none of that. The no. reason it will be put out, and most people agree with it, will be the navy blue jersey. Oh yeah, the all blue, the all yep. blue, biggest selling merch ever. And the cynics, <laughs> the, the cynics amongst us say that the reason that they've gone there is that the people have overinvested in the sky blue. They've got a seventeen of them in their closet. Who says this? The cynics. The cynics. And uh, the navy blues are a bit of a difference. And Gus Gould last night, of course, on 100 percent footy, which yeah. I find unmissable, yeah. goes, "It's a very snazzy jersey. I think it looks great. He I'm, wants one. I'm going to buy one. I want one too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to mow the lawn in it. He goes, but it's not our jersey. No. Ah, we're the sky blue. But it's very snazzy. Was it written in the Constitution of sky blue, pale blue, smoky com- powder blue, complete confection." Confection. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Oxford blue. That's the thing. Yeah. The, the, the colours are Oxford and... Is it Cambridge that has the purple? Like the, that's what the, the state colours I'm come from English, English universities. Right. That's what, and that's why is the that original right? Australian jersey... I wish Canberra the, would have no part of it. Oh, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in fact, those two colours are in that original jersey. Yeah. And, it's, and it's Oxford, Cambridge. And who can forget the 100-year celebration game? This yeah. is a rugby league entity. Yes. Oxford and Cambridge, that's the where very those, things that they fought against. That's what those colours come from. Was it that's G.I. to Gaznia? The, the, the it was back, a G.I. Behind, the, behind the dead ball. Beautiful. Water. Magnificent wow. stuff. On that note, we'll go have a little break. And well, before we do, yes. Oh, we've got Dennis with us. Yes. yes. Dennis, this is your one and only opportunity to promo anything that you're doing in the foreseeable future. 
Right. Well, in the foreseeable future, just over two weeks away, on Thursday the 15th of June, I'm playing the Playhouse Civic Theatre Newcastle. And the following week, I'm playing Art House Wyong. The following week, I'm playing Bruce Gordon Theatre Wollongong. Oh. Two weeks later, Street Theatre Canberra, yeah. Thursday, July 13. Rugby League the Musical is back on the road with a national tour of Queensland for 2023. Can you can, can you do something at the Playhouse to Paul Young's I'm going to tear your Playhouse down? Can you do something around that? Let me think about that. But uh, it, In his state of origin, and, and if we were to, I suppose, expand the concept, and when hmm. Oxford and Cambridge, you know, maroon and blue, or what are Cambridge colours, whatever, what colour would Canberra be? It would be green. It would just be playing green. It would be green. Right. So if yeah. you're going to play, say, South Australia, yeah. they might be, what, Swan mm. Blue? Well, what they, are they, they're probably children of the Federation as well. They're, they're the most federal of all the states. There you go. If you want, no, they'd be, they'd be prune coloured. Prune coloured. For Don games. Chip. Don Chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a throwback to Tony Chip. It'd be the colour of a prune. Yeah. A if dark you wanted, brown. beige safari suit. <laughs> if you wanted to grow your audience, Dennis. <laughs> prune and beige. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should write a song about origin. But anyway, um, given... It's a good idea. Given the short term that we've got, you've got a song for us today? I've got a song for you today. And, uh, well... When you say us, no, I haven't, Chris. I've got a song for you today, a celebration of the most, one of the most, I think it was the big, is it the biggest win? It's the highest score. The highest Not score. Not the highest winning margin. The I, highest score. Yeah, I think we... Um, for either West Tigers or Balmain or, or Western Suburbs. Western Suburbs, oh, that's wow. the highest For all score. three. All three. Ever, since 1908. Correct. They burnt down the, wow. uh, the scoreboard. I saw them. <laughs> they occupied it. Yes. So I, I, I thought like, the number was so ubiquitous, I had to do something with the number. Beautiful. Dennis. <laughs> to play and then got licked 1866 the first try was Stefano next was Junior Tupo the third was Nufaluma then Jareem Boma the fifth went to Bowling another one to Tupo seven eight Matoa number nine was Joe Nufaluma scored his second jump Aikman number eleven eleven tries Dennis Carnahan, what a beautiful song there, celebrating the West Tigers' highest ever score. Is that right, Chris? 
It's the highest ever score yes. by the joint venture yes. or it's by com- Balmain and Western Suburbs. Or its components. In yeah, or its components. So it's not the highest winning margin, but it's the highest. There's got to be some record, the 11 from 11, the fact that they got all their kicks. Like that, that, that's a that's lot. Amazing. That's amazing. That's Is that the most kicks in the game? What? Ever? No, no, no there's, there's, there's high scores. In fact, I remember in Probably the M I remember in the seventies and in the old days where the ABC would run the second half live, uh, a little bit like they would run the last session of the Sydney cricket in Sydney, you know, yeah. it, and to get people in the grounds and Manly were ringed defeated the Penrith Panthers seventy points to seven wow. when tries were worth three. <sighs> so There'd eleven, kicks 11 tries not the record. Well, no, the Raiders got goals, 68 goals. Is that a record? Well, Straight, well I don't know. But that was shared, of course, yeah. between Brandon Wakeham, Luke Brooks on his 200th, and then Appy had a couple at the end because he's captain. So he said, let it me let, oh, I want to crack at it. Yeah. Oh, it. It reminded me of that wonderful Raiders game where they beat the... Uh, <laughs> the hey, your Twitter's <laughs> gone mad. Apparently all the kids want to know where they can get pangide. <laughs> <laughs> Sideline somewhere. Can they do it? Well, there was someone who famously... You're going to make reference to the 2016 game at Leichhardt with the Leilua Fick Pass, are you? Is that what you're going to... I mean? wasn't planning to, no. Yeah, I thought you'd seen... <laughs> Remind you of that beautiful Canberra game? No, I was, no, I was thinking the one the Raiders scored sixty-eight and Mel put. Can we get away from rugby league for a second? <laughs> sure, but but someone got the result of the Cowboys Tigers game tattooed with the big Tigers logo on their ankle immediately thereafter. Yeah, I think there could be an absolute craze for the kiddies to get tattooed. I got pangoid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or if you get syndesmosis, suddenly the tattoo looks really weird. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if either of our teams does end up with a wooden spoon, that's what we should get. Because <laughs> aren't you aren't you meant to have 2010? Yes, yes. That, I, I delayed and delayed. This is 13 delayed. years. Where is it? No, he hasn't got it yet. Oh, He's got a standing okay, commitment. Okay, next week. Wow. I'll get a picture of the Corey. Body, the body is a pure and holy object. I'm telling you, if you don't like fire up, you're a dead shit. Now, we talked about pest earlier. Uh, Mick Ennis, of course, many pests in the game. And then Grubbs a couple of weeks ago, was it last week? Mm. Um, and Grub Wags. We had the Grub Wag. The Grub with, Wag, that's a new, new, a new category we found. Little Belzy. Yeah. And you're claiming that the Grub, the Grub, the Grub Mum, I mean, you could say the Burgess Mum was a Grub. Was she a Grub? I don't know. No, that's not really the subgenus that I put Mrs. Burgess in. in. You no. wouldn't want to be a Grub around, like, She's like a show of, mum, the isn't amount she? of chickens they have. The chickens would eat the Grubs. Yeah. Yeah. And the boys eat the chicken. So right. what, does that make what does that make them? You, you all would watch the reality show Dance Moms, right? Yes. League Moms. Well, <laughs> and look, I don't want to... It's an emerging format, right? Because Haven't I, they out, outlawed them, though, just this last week? So well, so well, state government-wise? We, 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 we know that the travails of um, Mrs. Huss... And Mrs. Hines, and we yes, don't we need do, to yes. go into that. Yeah. There. Yeah, and, the, and the travails of Mrs. Elias well, in that state, state of origin game, oh, yeah, running on the yeah, field yeah, to mop yeah, the brow. Yeah. You, I'm, that I'm, was discussed on this very show. Hero mum. Hero so, mum. Seven, I don't know that the Mrs. Huss is heartwarming, but I don't want to go into it. <laughs> but I certainly think we can go into the Maxine. There's something about the story of the, of the young men prevailing through troubled times, Chris. We can certainly go into the Maxine Martin story, who yes. I think is no relation to Max Martin, the great Swedish songwriter for Taylor Swift, dot, you, dot, dot. Is she a grub? Well, no. Yeah. A lot of people have levelled the grub accusation at her hard-hitting right. son, Liam Martin, from yes. the Kardashians, and now playing for he's the He's an aroused catalogue, He's an aroused catalogue, okay, right? Yep. And she's adamant that he's not a grub. And when people get on the Twitter yep. and say, Liam Martin's a grub, Maxine was diving on the Twitter last year and defending her son's honour. And as a result of that... That's going to go, Will. ...said, Mum, you've got to get off the Twitter. (laughs) But interestingly enough, in order to deflect attention from this issue, and I think this is a case of a son throwing Mum under the bus, 
Um, Liam had this today. Mum's still adamant I am not a grub. Um, she's kidding herself, though, and I've told her that. <laughs> I've learned it all off her anyway. She was the most competitive bloody person I've ever seen. Yeah. She played basketball and tennis, but whatever she played, she got stuck in. Yeah. She's not overly tall, but she's pretty solid. She didn't wow. mind a few elbows, and she broke a few ribs a couple of years ago going quite hard in basketball. So, Cameron Munster... Broken rib, target bullseye, right? Right, so Maxine's briefly on exactly how to do it to yeah. create, and and her nickname, Maxine Martin, is Maximum Martin because <laughs> she knows how to exact maximum damage from is a sharp elbow into the upper rib Is cage. she emo for Gladiator 2? <laughs> well, and there's the documentary coming out about American Gladiators. Have you seen that? I have not. And all the promos go, well, it's clear they're all on steroids. <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like rugby league that's, in the 90s. That's the thing that makes your bones bigger, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes other things smaller. So there's swings and round, swings and roundabouts. And is, who, who is Liam going to throw under the bus in the game, Chris? <laughs> Liam, Martin, any ideas? Who, who would he throw under the bus? Hopefully, Daly Chelly Evans. Oh, Munster. Munster. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think he, his, his mum taught him to walk around the house, and when you're turning the light switch on, off, bars. you don't need to turn the lights off with your finger. finger. You do it with your elbow. Right. And if you miss, yeah. you're going to hurt yourself. So or, we've got or, to get it right. Monster's third rib from the top. That's the one. That's the one he'd be aiming for. He'd be switching it off like a light. I'd have a go at comparative origin rookie. Only played one game. Hamasai um, to a fear, right? Or I think I think Reese Walsh. He's going to, those beautiful eyes. Well, drop, drop the shots. Yeah, but he, he's been set up as well. He'll be, um, but Liam how? Martin will have eyes for him. Liam Martin actually has got quite pretty eyes as well. I he's got that nice country boy face. For you. And, and I was a bit confused about Hammerside because when he scores and he does the, it's actually his totem, touch shark, right? It's not fins up. Right. So that was interesting. Sorry, the difference is? Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. He scores and he does the, the fin, fins up. Fins up, yes. And yes. it's actually his shark totem. Well, why has he got a shark totem? Because it's his tribe. Right, but I thought it was the dolphins. I've been really confused. So where is his nation? Is he? Is he? Um, he's definitely in Queensland somewhere. Hamasai. Can you give me his full name? Because I just stuffed it up there. Hamasai Tabuai Fido. Tabuai Fido. That's right. Yeah. I'm not going to say three times. <laughs> Go on. Can I talk football one other yes, moment? Yes, you can. This yeah. is this is twice. <laughs> so the so the theory is number one and number two error merchants in rugby league this season are indeed Reese Walsh and Selwyn Cobbo. Right. So those fizzing. Nathan bombs. He's going to shorten them so they have to yes. run onto yes. them. Are you saying they've got a mistake in them? They've got an error in them. There and we go. he's maximising the potential of that mistake. Yeah, and yeah. when the bomb is up there, they're entitled to catch them. <laughs> they'd better run for him. So, is, is, so do we know is Burton playing? Is Burton bombing? No, we're, we're waiting on waiting. whether, oh, whether the wisdom tooth. Basically, yeah. no dentist in Adelaide will touch it, and they'll just patch him up with a <laughs> couple of needles and say, "Keep playing." You go, yeah. So, if I was if they were in Queensland, I'd say go to Brian Polshak. Brian Polshak, who's at Airlie Beach. I had a. I, 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 this, is, this is an unashamed. Did I say Broad Church? But they're not in I Queensland. Had, I had a, if he hasn't got it out by then, go to Brian Polshak. I had an, an impacted. Uh, I had a, like an abscess. Right. And I was on a cruise ship and there was three and days without sleep and I was delirious. And I got ashore. Chris is now and Brian top fixed you by it. finding a dentist in Adelaide, right, Chris? <laughs> no, I can't. I actually can't. And Brian was a rugby league fan. Right. Now. Love you, Brian. Now, the pest, uh, the grub mum. Yes, we agree. There's obviously a grub mum who's part on some tips to Liam Martin, who's a grub son, and he's aiming at Munster, but also... Uh, who's also a grub. He's <laughs> also a grub. I mean, really kicking somebody in the grand final in the head. And really? getting marched. Hello. <laughs> getting marched. Twice. And what was the song? <laughs> Hit the road. Yes. Cameron. 
Hey Muppets, this is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to, please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, very sorry about that, but I promise you, if you want to know anything about Rugby League, at Fire Up Rugby League. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Now, of course, big discussions go to the nickname of Victor, Victor Radley. Now, Victor's mm. been under the pump a lot recently, and, you know, he was, I called him Victor, uh, the Red Mist Merchant, you called him well, he, he was the Violator. As, he was known as Victor the Inflictor, and if you follow this down, then it was Victor the Defector, yeah. because yep. he played for Great Britain. Uh, then it was uh, Victor the Idiot. Yeah. And then it was... Was that, was that his own name? Uh, well, not so far. And then it was most recently when he was not put in the bin... Um, for the headbutt, something along the lines of Victor the victim, and then Victor the self-inflictor. But now, he's gone back to he's gone back to the well, right? Right. He's, uh, he's, this is a long report. Can I read you some? Please. Information? Victor Radley has expressed his gratitude for the support from the Sydney Roosters and admits he needs to be better as he cools his heels and his jets on the sidelines following his latest suspension. Now he's the most suspended person in rugby league, correct? Yes, nine times he's been no well, nine times oh, he's been put in the bin. Right? So it's not suspension. That's the record. It's just binnings. As, yeah, that's the record. Okay. Record. He binnings. was handed a three-game suspension for a headbutt on. George Illawarra prop block a lorry last week, leaving the Roosters short at a pivotal point in this season. Now, of course, no gain to the Dragons. No. None at all. We They got a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, speaking for the first time about the man, he conceded it was his fault and his alone. I watched it back and I just think, you idiot, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. It's now officially Victor the idiot. Yeah, now, you, you know, the, the dark hours of the morning and at 4 a.m. he wakes up and goes, oh, Christ, I'm an idiot. let's hope I get some sort of graciousness coming out of the rooster's camp because I'm really in hot water trouble, you know. Not so much of that these days. No. So then he goes, so... Uh, wrong thing says Robbo he rang me and said like do you want to fight the charge or not he says I just kind of have to cop it on the chin and move forward you know Nathan Cleary style right? mm. can I tell you I was interviewing Brandy Alexander the when Penrith were not good a few years ago before the big run and they'd lost their first few games and then they beat us up at Bluebet, Dennis. They beat you up. Uh, the Tigers with a late conversion to Nathan. And Nathan gave an interview after the game and said, look, I'm the p- principal playmaker. I've got to cop it on the chin. And I was interviewing Brandy <laughs> Alexander the next day. And I go, it's a pretty fair... Did they pause? And I go, it's a pretty fair chin too, isn't it, Brandy? Didn't see the funny side. Didn't see... Didn't, was oh, not amused. Missed moment. Was not amused. Moment, okay. Now, there's a point to me reading this. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's what I have to do. I did the wrong thing, so I'll cop the punishment. Uh, I was smashing my head against a wall on Saturday and Sunday, not for any other reason than... <laughs> why it just happened so fast right so he's sort of really it's, it's, it's like he's been sort of a therapist or a hypnotist so, 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 it is so a he's going to take the suspension because if he's bashing his head against the wall he's going to be out for 11 yeah, days yeah. with the <laughs> protocols that's exactly right have <laughs> you been bashing your head against the wall Victor whilst not here you know, be honest you know. so as much as I can say I'm working on it and I won't do it again there's no doubt for however long I play I'll do something stupid because I'm an idiot exactly hasn't finished it but I'm doing just my best this is the one interview. I'm doing my best not to. I've been an idiot since five or six years old, fighting with my brother, so sometimes these things come out, right? Ask, he does. He needs some sort of treatment, doesn't he? You know? Ask his brother. He... Does his brother play? Good point. Because like, there's the butcher brothers that play. It'd yeah. be good to have a pair of Radleys. Radleys, Radleys imagine yeah, that. Yeah, idiot Radleys. Ask whether he feared the roosters would run out of patience with him, given his history of indiscretions. Radley said, I know that I'm so grateful to be at this club. I owe that club everything. They owe me nothing. Oh. I understand that I need to be better. 
I honestly need to be better. I don't feel like I am in a position where they think they're going to rip it up. If they spoke to me about that, with all respect, I owe that club more than I'm giving them at the moment. It hasn't crossed my mind. If I did, they would never feel hard done by. They would have their reasons for sure. I love that club. I owe that club everything. They don't owe me anything. Radic said he was grateful for the support he received from Robinson and the Roosters. Nick Politis. Wow. I'm okay, he said, right? <laughs> Tough to swallow, but it is my own fault. So I'll take it on the chin. Again, right? I feel like I have to let the team down, know that I have let the team down, and I'm really grateful to Nick and Robbo. They have me back. I will learn my lessons with Robbo. This goes on wow. and on. Can I say? And on. Can I say? This should be in the pro forma right. for, for club apology, for yeah. apology. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Bullstock. Can I yes. say to Nick Politis and Trent Robinson, I understand when you give a player a script, right? <laughs> but you do need to proofread it to make sure that you're not saying the same thing over and over and over and again. Take because. Maybe they're trying to make a point, which is the definition of an idiot as someone who says just the same thing over yeah. and over again. But that is, that's not Victor speaking, sorry, sorry. Stephen. He said he, the team have been 10 out of 10 supportive. Yeah, that, that, right? this is, this is, he, he's had a gun held to his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just had a camp for two days up the Central Coast and I was on the opposing team against them. I was trying my best to keep my mouth shut and do the right thing. We had a good two days away and it made me feel a lot better and a lot better than I did for those days off. I didn't really enjoy those five days off we had. I mean, yes, it's, it's bearing your soul to a point of like, what's going on here. Yeah. Right, Ooh. Victor the idiot. Victor the so what are the names? Inflictor, self-inflictor, <laughs> violator, Victor, violator, victim, red mist merchant. So I did find out in the weekend that the other brothers for the Roosters, not the Radley brothers, the Butcher brothers, their nicknames. Egan Butcher is Ranky because he has such a rank head, and, and Nat Butcher is the human thumb because his head looks like a thumb. Now hang on, we were all there at Trello. So, so, so you know how the phones went from you know thumb recognition to face recognition. They're confused now. We were, we were all there at, at Trellion Stadium for Anzac Day, Sydney Roosters versus St. George Illawarra Dragons. They flashed up the nicknames, and I think what yeah. we, we saw was Nats and Eggs. Yes. I don't think we saw the no, human no. thumb and ranking. And what did we see for Victor? I don't recall seeing Idiot. <laughs> but we will now. Yes, exactly. Uh, far, I'll be back in just a moment. We got a song for an idiot. I think we have. We do. We do. Well, It's time for the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Who's after you now? Oh, you know, the posse. The posse. (laughs) I've had a posse after me for years. It doesn't worry me. And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Sorry, I, I thought that was Paul Kent. <laughs> it's a soap opera, right? I think this is... You've 
gone through this on last week's show. That this I've is had my head in a bucket of ice Gus, for a whole week. Gus right? is the actual soap opera. <laughs> yeah. people, people say that Gus has a hint of paranoia about him. I don't hear no, it. No, he has a hint of pantomime. He but, has a stench of yes, pantomime. But they're after him. him again because yeah. he really went after Newcastle in their buy round about the fact that the whole team was going lock, that's, stock that's and barrel to old, Bali. The old man shtick. Yeah. And it turns out it was just Bradman Best, who got a tattoo. So, Stephen... A tattoo. When you say a tattoo, you're talking about like 2010 or something. Exactly. No, he got it, an... Inter- it, like, there's almost half his body tattooed. Right. There so was a lot of tattoos. too late for me to have the whole team from 2010 on my body? Not at all. So we Go to Bali. Wayne Bennett around my Get it on. <laughs> so, we've done iconic fire-up end-of-season dinners at places like the Harbourview Hotel and the Rocks, scene of the Bulldogs' disgrace. <laughs> In fact, the dynasty the restaurant, yeah. uh, the uh, Tur- uh, the Lebanese restaurant where the all the cognoscenti get together, Wayne Bennett and you know um, the guy who sold sold the the uh, property under the harbour. Is this what a grappa? With grappa, yeah. Well, why don't we really double down and go to Bali? Oh, okay. <laughs> and you can get that tattoo that you've been and, and run a mark to get, right? And of course, they're after Gus because loose. Canterbury's has had the buy, and the likes of Jake Charge Avarillo have turned up places like Tangaloo Island. Hang or something on, like that. it cost that guy twenty five thousand in in reparations, didn't it? Which guy? The guy from uh, Noosa, the surfer that went nuts. <laughs> and many apologies. We don't want to do that, do we? Of course. It's not a bad idea because we could go to the <laughs> club where uh, your mate Nelson Asafa Solomona let a few fly and That's things right. like that, and you could yeah. do all the highlights. You could sell this as a tour, like yeah. a rugby league atrocities tour of Southeast Asia. <laughs> That'd be great. Imagine that. Get some people on board. They'd pay for your and tickets. Go, go pangide. You get, yeah, get pangide. You get really edgy. You go to the Bangkok Hilton where Paul Hayward spent it had an extended oh stay. And if, you, sort of thing, and you, know? if you pay extra, you get the tattoo. Sacrilege, you boys. Sacrilege. <laughs> Is it a joke or what? Confused by the CBA? Uncertain about the RLPA? Then F you and tune in to Fire Up. Anything take your eye last week in the football, Chris? It's difficult, Stephen and Dennis, because I feel that the NRL competition does suffer during Origin, mainly because of the press, (laughs) right? Because the press just write a whole lot of articles about who's in playing Origin or in your mate Corey's instance who's who's not playing Origin. And a lot of uh, articles that say if New South Wales play good, they'll win. And then just usual backstories about the heartwarming and heartbreaking journey of the play to origin. Yeah. So there's very little happens in Clubland and the interest kind of wanes. Yeah, yeah. Now, there were a couple of good games on the weekend, particularly on the Saturday night. And the New Zealand... Uh, well, they're not New Zealand, are they? They're just the yes, Warriors. They are. They're the yes, one they New Zealand no, Warriors. No, they oh, they're the one New Zealand Warriors. But they're the one a, New Zealand Warriors. But that's a brand name rather the than... The one part G- is, because you can sneak it in and say the New Zealand Warriors. That's right. One New Zealand is that's a political party headed up by Winston Peters, right? No, it's not quite. Yeah, and... <laughs> No, that's the mole who tweeted about the refs of cheats. That's who one New Zealand is. I'll just call him New Zealand Warriors. Yeah. Mr. Paris, I think his name was, against the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. And they, they took it on the road. They weren't at Mount Smart Stadium, though I think the Joker was still there, wouldn't he be? Napier. Napier. Uh, Napier Beautiful which, town, Napier. You know the, the what's the big trivia item about Napier? The earthquake of 1931? No. It's the most Art Deco city in the world. Wow. Most reflects Art Deco and, and you know architecture. Why? Because of the earthquake of 1931. Thank you very much. Because the whole the whole seafront in 1931 was the Art Deco part. Uh-huh. They had this, like 250 people were killed in the earthquake of 1931. How do you know that. all this, stuff? Because my parents are Kiwis. I've been to Napier. Oh, I have go. family there. <laughs> a lot of buildings were damaged, but a lot were repaired because the tectonic plate shifted such yeah. that the swamp out the front yeah. actually lifted out of the ocean. So they had real estate New real estate. New fresh. waterfront real yeah, estate, yeah, yeah, yeah. which actually protected yeah. the Art Deco part. So the new waterfront is all post-1930s. Wow. But the amount of property that came up 
the value of that property is about 10 times the property damage that happened to the city. Yeah. So, so well, 200 future people it, died. They're made for rugby league there. There was, was about oh. 15,000 capacity stadium sold out. They talk about the 18th franchise. The Napier Tectonics surely How must be good. in the conversation. Because there's a Papua New Guinea there, which means earthquake. Right, right. So there'll be the tectonics. Well, you've got the roots there. Can you explain that there were about a dozen fully clothed pitch invaders during the game? Not that we got to see. Okay, them. I'm going to say that they're not my family. Because my family, if my family, <laughs> the pride's on the line. If we're going to streak, we're going to streak. We'll nut up. I've yeah. nutted up. I'm what not afraid to nut up. What is style? I might keep. I've got woolly socks on if it's a bit nippy. But you if, you're, them, if yeah. you're a kiwi, that yeah. was not a cold night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may fluff beforehand. And just not for a sock dignity. on it either. No sock. No. Just get out and get <laughs> just it go out. And wangle it around. Or sort of get it out. It, and get well, out. Maybe maybe somebody was proposing a development that would take down one of the Art Deco buildings, and that was a protest. <laughs> be, well, then get the gear off. Do it proper. <laughs> probably, yeah. And have a, across your butt cheeks. Yeah, don't yeah. tear it down. Yeah. Jet, a spy yeah, versus yeah. spy style. Butts for Art Deco. <laughs> okay. Any was other it, trivia, Chris? Was, was it a good game, Chris? Because I was working that night. I didn't get to... oh, it was a cracker game mm. and it was decided by, uh, is it Adam Pompey? Is that his first name? I think Adam? so, yes. Uh, gives the, the, the pass to, was it Marcello, I think? And uh, then holds. And holds. The hold back. The, the new uh, Brisbane centre back and uh, didn't go into extra time if the conversion had not been oh, made. That would have so been the, very exciting. Would have been very, very yeah. exciting as the Warriors continue their resuscitation. But Chris, we were on Palpatine watch, weren't we? We were on Palpatine watch. And uh, he was smouldering that night. Sulfur, <laughs> fumes, fumes. Someone's got to carry it around. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, he looks. Who's he, Chris? He is Alan Jones. Yes. It's his second visit. Do you have any audio of Alan Jones? Yeah. Well, actually, funnily enough, <laughs> you say Palpatine, but maybe this is the conversation and how it sounded uh, between Alan Jones and Sticky. You know, it, it sounded like another character from Star Wars. If we can hear it. Been waiting for you all this long. We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Whoa! <laughs> so this is Ricky yeah. and, and Alan Jones in the Canberra. Uh, so that was Ricky Stewart in a circle. So he's finally cleared his throat and able to speak. <laughs> and and he's and like Seabold. <clears throat> and so Ricky said that to Alan, and Alan's been there, and he's kind of upset and he's, he's, exhaling, he's exhaling a lot right and so there was all this mist, mist and green Chris uh, it was it was tweeted that it was the fog of war <laughs> I think Terry Ball tweeted and, and, and we assuming that the one's a puppet one's I, a puppet think, master. I think what we heard was Ricky telling Alan it's my time now I was the learner now I am the now master now I am and we don't know what the response was we don't no. uh, well, you can see it in the photo uh, but the idea of uh, Sticky and Alan Jones going at it with uh, those big uh, laser swords is uh, quite what, something lightsabers, lightsabers. The thank you very much <laughs> uh, the uh, other tweet that I might have been responsible for for those Marvel Cinematic Universe fans was Daredevil watch out the kingpin is back in town because <laughs> The head, and it's on our Facebook page at Fire Out Rugby League, that skull is very reminiscent of the gangster Winston Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. I was actually seeing Field Major Steyer, the, uh, the Sontaran. Oh, well, I, I, the Sontaran is the other thing, though. I, which is Doctor Who, of course, but I think that the true Sontaran in rugby league, there's one, there's only one, and that, of course, is Kevy Walters. He, fair income, looks like a Sontaran. <laughs> Did I might check, put a comparison checked, up on the Facebook page. Check the back of his neck, see if there's a little hole there to put the arrow through. Now, Chris, 
Stephen? One of your uh, ex-colleagues, uh, dare I say, uh, Grant Mayer. Uh, one Grant Mayer. He apparently has been involved in sport at high levels for many, many years, and now he's involved in some sort of business level down in Adelaide, and he's laying claim to the Rams have done, but Adelaide is ready because Adelaide is the future. It's a, it's a tech... Uh, come business hotspot developing with the frigate building for the Navy, with the Orca sub building, uh, with the NASA space development, with the hydrogen plant, the whole lot. He reckons, bring it on, call it the future. We've heard all this before. Yeah. And of course, Radelaide is the scene of Origin One as we go to record this tomorrow night. And what was it in the 80s? It was called the, it was going to be called the Mechopolis or something like that. There was just going to be this technological wonder city. Can I say AI? Yeah, it turned out, turned out to be Shanghai and China. Adelaide so, Intelligence. That- so, so, <laughs> That's the team, AI. The AI, the Adelaide AI. <laughs> oh, great. And then get Bellamy as want, coach. Bellamy's the, already developed that team. The, the Adelaide Chats. Coach. The I, Adelaide want the, chats. I want to be the mascot. <laughs> so they missed the boat. And so the Adelaide talks a good story, as does Grant Mayer, Stephen. And no. I don't want to get personal. No. Uh, and it does remind me we've got another origin coming up we've got uh, the women's origin one at Combank Stadium or as you like to refer to it Dennis Western Sydney Stadium on Thursday night <laughs> right um, but as origin goes to Adelaide they've got to try and get some tourism dollars now Grant Mayer was the gentleman who was the former CEO of Manly and came briefly to the West Tigers ah, right. and he scrapped the individual player sponsorship and I had a long-standing relationship with Chris Lawrence yes and then it was just a number drawn out of a hat now I got Woodsy and then I got Tedesco, so it wasn't that bad. But, no, you, you know. did well. Yeah. <laughs> so anything that comes out of Grant Mayer's mouth, yeah. I mean, let's face it, Origin. they're given two-for-one details for Origin right now, yeah. which is punishing the early adopters who purchased their tickets <laughs> earlier on in the sales cycle. They're going to be empty seats tomorrow night. You'll be embarrassed. Because your your music will be echoing off all the empty seats, <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So we can't take and, anything to Adelaide. And aren't aren't Adelaideans putting their foot down because of the the promo that they did in town, saying get some real football, India? We're going to show you real football, which is which is it's dumb. The timing of it when it's Radley like. There's two. I don't know if you know in in Melbourne. There's this archaic game where they kick the ball around and there's four posts. It's oh, a weird, yeah. weird have business. Got, have they got goalies? No, they haven't. Have they got b- bars to get up? No, they no, haven't. They haven't but they've got men in white coats with okay. flags at the back and, and top hats and things. It's very strange business, but there's right. two teams Is in that Adelaide. Adelaide too? There's two teams uh, in Adelaide that play in this Koshy. alleged national competition. Koshy's Koshy's team. Yeah, okay. And they're actually both high-flying at the moment. Okay. So Adelaideans are pretty full of themselves. So to be told that we're going to show you real footy when they're currently beating Victorians, and Adelaideans love beating Victorians, okay. as everyone does. Yes, so it's 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 kind of a bad piece of timing there. Is that right, right. a word, by the way? It is now. Right. What's the problem? So what crow eaters. Sorry, the crow eaters. Right. That's the so they think term. it's hubris, do they, or are they just absolute stupidity? hubris? Yeah. And, they, and I don't think they're Volandites. No, over there. I don't think. They're... <laughs> well, they look like a little army of Volandites. Well, that's what rugby league fans are in Sydney. <laughs> if you're strolling around, Rundlemore. I've never been. Think it's Rundlemore. If you're strolling around Rundlemore 7 yeah. while you're down there, be cautious because if they recognise that you're associated with rugby league, someone might just come up and clock you. And right. put you in a barrel in an old bank vault that's, that's in the right. north. <laughs> <laughs> Until I never, never can see it again. Never seen again. Oh, what is the postcode of Snowtown again? I can't remember. <laughs> is it too soon? <laughs> well, they made a movie. 
<laughs> I mean, how can it be too soon when they make a movie? I mean, like, I don't know. And surely anyone from Adelaide or South Australia is completely inured to yeah. jokes about that by now. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the murder capital of Australia. It's just a fact. <laughs> Anything else to add about this excitement of a State of Origin? Uh, you tell me something. Well, um, romance. Romance rules. Oh, wow. yeah, romance. Between, yeah, between the men and the women, love rules. Uh, it, you know, it's all about hate versus hate and state versus state and mate versus mate. Two mates. Uh, Dave Fafida, he's a Queenslander. He's a toad. Yep. Cane Toad, to be precise. Uh, and Shaylee Bent, who plays Shaley for the Dragons. Yeah, she's uh, in the women's team for the Blues. They had each other, of course, for this, this week alone. Yes. And then they've got to swap jerseys, I believe, at some point. Is that a metaphor for something? Uh, coming together. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah. Bridge. Sp- Speaking of which, uh, New South Wales uh, star, Millie Boyle, who's um, defected from the Knights. Friend of the, the show. Sydney Roosters, friend of the show. She's actually become a marriage celebrant. Wow. Uh, she, she presided over Ali Briganshaw's marriage mm. recently. And, of yeah. course, she's engaged to... Former Canberra Raider Adam Elliott, and I think it's a form of protection. So in case he tries to do a runner, she can actually short circuit and marry themselves. Um, Chris, um, one last thing, if I may, uh, you, you mentioned marriage celebrants. You're a man known to MC many a wedding, yes, etc. You were repeating a joke, a great joke that somebody came. Uh, I think somebody's uncle before you went on yes. and followed. Can you repeat that joke, please, just to finish off with some humour? Well, should we first of all thank Dennis for <laughs> relighting the fire and good luck with the musical and Stephen Godspeed. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge responsibility you carry I told someone what you do in relation to origin who knows you and they said what what he's just like out in the you know the the main concourse right playing some records they said no no he does the game day music he has the PA they go really Stephen yes Um, and you know what you know what I won't be doing seven nation army well I went Thank to you. the I went to the Farnham documentary last night. Finding your voice, yeah, it is sensational. <laughs> okay, uh, it's it's interesting. Daryl Braithwaite is in there, and apparently Daryl's wife Mickey Braithwaite yeah. was instrumental in getting Tina to personally be involved in those rugby league campaigns that we also adore. And part of the deal was that um, horses gets locked in in perpetuity in stadiums. Don't I know it? <laughs> Go see the documentary. <laughs> Johnny Farnham, what an incredible voice. You see the story about the song, co-written by Chris Thompson from Man From Man's Earth Band, one of my favourite bands, because he slept in and missed an ankle nuclear demonstration, so he felt somewhat um, chastised by this, so he wrote the song. Yeah. It wasn't co-written. I thought the the Man From Man man wrote it entirely. With two other people, yeah. And, And you hear the song and you see people like Richard Marks and Celine Dion talk about the performance and the emotion, and you see what an important song it is for Australians. And I've reevaluated, and I just want to say publicly on this show, it should never be played at a rugby league ground again. So whatever you do, don't do it, Stephen. Right. Um, you want me to tell that joke? You got a joke? Yeah. Oh, so I was invited at the last minute to sub in, not as an MC, but to speak at a friend's 21st. His original uh, choice was at Duntroon Military College, and I think we were put on Amber Alert, and he couldn't come. <laughs> this guy was from a Catholic background, and... Uh, you know your usual 21st is 80% friends, 20% family and neighbours? Well, this was at the Cogra Bay Progress Hall and it was inverted. It was 80% family and friends and only 20% of us, you right, know. Right. And I brought in at last minute. Now, the uncle preceded me. Ah. And Uncle Phil, let's call him, it was John's 21st, says, John, uh, in honour of your birthday, we have several telegrams here, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Embra, the Duchess of York, and all the other pubs around Sydney that you frequent, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And there are, dare I say it, gales of laughter. Yeah. Gales of laughter. Chris, gales of laughter. So i got to follow this. Yeah. And we've done debating together at university. Chris, so- I didn't ask for the dud jokes. I asked for the funny joke. <laughs> it's only funny if I tell you the dud jokes, Stephen. So I got up there and 
I was conceptual. I said, I've adjudicated the first 21 years of your life. And I said, John, there are some good points. And I, sorry, some uh, bad points. And I pulled out this huge volume of the completed works of William Shakespeare. Oh, oh, oh. And I said, but there are some good points. And I opened it up and a single piece of paper wafted to the ground. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> then I went, then I went, and John won't mind me saying his name is John Gregory, and I said it's a terrific name for a pope. But why don't you have a last name like the rest of us? The family priest was laughing. The rest of them, no crickets. Well, okay. And I had two friends over on one wall, and after I just made the the joke about, uh, and he also worked for an obscure Catholic order called Grace Brothers in Broadway and Sydney. <laughs> one of my friends yelled out, "Bring back the uncle." <laughs> on that note, fire up for another week. Thank you, Dennis Carter and Chris Garbasol, Stephen Chris, and we'll see you. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!